glad you guys are here. Hope that you're hungry for God in your life. I know that we're here, you know, for barbecue and cards and but fellowship and growing in the Lord. You know, uh, there's there's just something about being a man of God, and not 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 letting the perspective of your mind, the picture in your mind. I don't know what picture you get. We all get a different picture when we hear the word God or church, and different things come up in our mind. And uh, we need to make sure that we line that up with the Word of God, because I, uh, you know, a man of God is a man first. And, you know, the last thing that we need in the church today is a bunch of sissies for God. Serving God is not easy, and it's not something that you can just do. The average attender in church in America today is a 56-year-old female. Millions millions of people went to church today, and the majority of them were 56-year-old females. Now, we're not against 56-year-old females, especially if you're a 57-year-old dude. But, <laughs> But... Ain't nobody in this room tonight, I hope, that's setting out as their goal to live like a 56-year-old woman. And the problem is, is that the way you see the church, if you see the church and it's 56-year-old women, then the way you see God, you see God as a 56-year-old woman. And a lot of people have that perspective of God. They think He's, you know, that He's, he's a, uh, a feminist type uh, creature. And, and I got news for you, God is way more masculine than He is feminine. And you have a right to be the man that God's created you to be. And a matter of fact, you have a uh, responsibility to be that man. And be a man, but be a man for God. And, and you know what's nuts is all of us, all of us would say we believe in God. And my response to that would be, so what? I'm happy you believe in God. The devil believes in God. But what God do you believe in? See, a lot of people think God, he, they see God, he, they believe in an angry God. Somebody who's out to get them. Somebody who's out to punish them. Somebody who's out to hurt them. But that's not the God of our Bible. That's not the God that we serve. God, my, the God I serve is not mad at me. He, he's pretty excited for my future. A lot of people see God as a distant being. Somebody who doesn't really care. And, and that's not the God I serve either. The God I serve is involved every single day in my life and, and uh, trying to help me win and, and prosper and grow. A lot of people see God as a finger pointing God. Like he's just running around pointing out every little mistake he ever made. And you know what the God I serve he's doing? He's running around covering up every little mistake I ever made. He's fixing all the messes that I've created. And i got to tell you, my God is awesome, but he's very busy. Um, <laughs> i got a question tonight for you. How big is your God? It's Texas night. Everything's big in Texas. Right? Everything's big in Texas. Well, how big is your God? Just how big is He? Listen to the Scriptures. Haggai 2, verse 6 through 9. says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Once more I will shake heaven and earth. I will shake the sea and the dry land. I will shake the nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine saith the Lord, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, and in this place I will give peace, saith the Lord. So God is big enough to shake the heavens. God is big enough to shake the earth. He's big enough to shake nations. But is your God big enough just to move you? 
What can God do in your world? What, how, how much influence does He have in your life? How much, uh, can, can He cause you to change the direction of your life and stir you from the inside out so that you, not, not, not so that you become strange or weird, but so that you become on target with the destiny that He's created you for? See, the deal is, is that we've got to, uh, realize that if we got a little God, then we got a little future. If we got a big God, we got a big future. And we need to allow God to become huge in our lives. Mark 11.22 says, have faith in God. And I want to, I want to challenge you guys to trust God. To trust that He's not going to destroy your dream, but that He's actually going to complete it and fulfill it. That He's got, that He's big enough to, to deal with issues in your life that for years have been destroyed, but He can come back and, and bring the pieces back together. Promises that He made long time ago. Even when the enemy, you know, when you get your hand on it and then the enemy tries to rip from your grip the very promise of God, He's big enough to bless you again. He's big enough to handle your situation. He's big enough to breathe life into you and in, into your home. And, and, and that he, the plan that He has for you is worth going after. you got a big God, but you got an enemy that's, that's uh, fairly determined to keep you sitting on the sidelines under the impression that God is a 56-year-old female. You have an enemy that doesn't want you pursuing God. He doesn't want you pressing in. He doesn't want you allowing God to move you. And tonight, we, we just want to take a couple of minutes and challenge you. Let God move you. Let God shake you. Let your God be big enough to, to change your life. It, you you got to become, you know, if we got a big God, then there, we, we ought to be big in certain areas of our life too. You know, you got a big God, then you need to be a big man of God. You, you need to, uh, to be a big word guy. You need to be a big Bible word guy. You need to be in the word of God and, and quit, uh, quit, quit backing away from that. Stop allowing yourself to, to, to let somebody else handle the word for you. Come on guys, we gotta kind of, kind of take the floaties off and head up down to the deep end of the pool. You gotta get our big boy pants on and start living like a man of God. How are you gonna live like a man of God? You don't even know what he said. Come on, get in the Word of God. Oh, that's boring. That's a sissified cop-out to justify the fact that you don't break that book ever. You know, tonight we're playing Texas Hold'em, and at the table one of the guys asked me, is bluffing allowed in church? And I said, my, my immediate response is, bluffing occurs in church every service. You want to be careful now, if you're not, really, if you're not used to hanging around the church and you're playing cards with Christians... They'll take all your cash tonight, man. <laughs> Nobody can lie like a believer. <laughs> need to be a big word guy. You need to, you need to go ahead and, and, and begin to educate yourself in the things of God. You're going to find out that it's not as kinky as you think it is. You're going to find out that His Word can actually come alive inside of you and help you make wise decisions and incredible choices and give you wisdom to know what to do at moments that you wouldn't normally know what to do. You find out that God really is on your side. That He's fighting for you. That He's, that He's trying to help you. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to, not trying to knock you down. He's trying to lift you up. Trying to strengthen you. Trying to bring you to a place where you really get to live the life that a man of God should be empowered to live. Be a big word guy. Be a big prayer guy. You know, stretch your prayer life and, and uh, get a little bit beyond, Lord, bless this meal. 
Don't don't just pray when you're in trouble. Why don't we why don't we talk to God before we get in trouble? Why don't we get some insight and some revelation before we make mistakes? Let's let's be men of God. Yeah, I got to tell you something. Your household, your family, you, you, the, your coworkers, they need somebody who will just talk to God and get some inspiration about today. Who will just have some insight and revelation to 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 just lead them in the way of God. We we actually need men of God. Look look around the table and and, look, and tell one of those guys sitting right there. Just tell them I need you to be a man of God. You know, if you're going to have a big God, it's going to require big faith. Big faith. Faith is not the ability to do or to believe regardless of circumstance. Faith is the empowerment to obey regardless of consequence. To do what the Word of God tells you to do, even when you don't really understand it or when it probably is not going to feel good. A lot of us have been brought up under the persuasion that what God's going to do is He's going to make our life better, that if we go to church and uh, you know, we're going to know peace and we're going to know joy and we're going to know happiness. And the, the problem with that is that the promise from the Word of God is that uh, what we're really going to face is temptation, tribulation, and challenges. But you, you're big enough to handle that, aren't you? You're big enough to handle a couple of tribulations, a couple of challenges. You want to walk in victory, you're going to have to overcome a couple of battles. That's all right. It's just part of the deal. Peace, love, and joy, that's fruit, and it'll come later on in life. But here's the deal, is that the, the battle that we're in, life, is a battle, and it is warfare. And to serve a big God, you're going to have to have a big faith. And a big faith that means that you're going to have to have big confidence. That you're going to have to have the ability, uh, the ability to just trust God that when you do what He said, that He will produce what He promised. I'm here today to tell you that when you do what God said, He produces what He promised every single time. Every single time God comes through. So go ahead and have some confidence in God. Hebrews 10.35 says, Don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. Don't give up on God. He hasn't given up on us. Let's not be quitters on God. Let's be people who press in and have a real confidence that God's going to come through. That He's not trying to make a 56-year-old female out of you. He's trying to make a real man out of you. And if you'll just have confidence in Him, it won't be long till He gets the job done and you'll actually enjoy this life that we've been called and created to live. In order to have that confidence and that trust, we do need to walk in obedience to Him. We do need to grow. We do need to, there are probably some things in our life that we need to address, some issues that, that, that plague us and, and uh, that we probably need to look at and allow God to speak to us to give us the wisdom to handle specific issues in us. I guess really what I want to challenge you guys to do tonight is to get big enough to let a big God exist in your world. That if you would just get big enough to let God be God in your world. That if you'd get over the hang-ups that you have. And, and, you know, and let's not sit here and pretend like we don't have any. We all do. I've got some. You've got some. We all have things that we, where we withdraw instead of press in. But, you know, God's a big God. Why don't we, why don't we get big and let God be big in our life? Why don't we just get a, a big enough to actually admit, hey, now I, I not only believe in God, but God believes in me. And He has deposited inside of me something that has the ability to, to impact the environment in which I've been placed. That I can grow in the things of God 
and not become some kind of a Melvin Milkchose believer that, that just goes to Sunday school hoping that we're going to sing Jesus Loves Me one more time so I can have something to make it through the night. I don't need another a kumbaya moment. What I need is a revival in my heart that motivates me to rise up and be the man that God's called me to be so that I can demonstrate to this community that there is a God who does care, who, who is powerful enough to handle any situation, and He can shake nations, and He can also move me. He, he, has, he has enough authority and enough power and enough strength that when I open the door and say, God, be real in my life, He can come inside of me, change me from the inside out, and I can just do what I've always done but get results that I could never get without God participating in my world. I want to challenge you tonight. Get big. We don't have to allow, we don't have to ask God to get big. He's huge already. We need to ask ourselves how big you want to get. How big you going to be for God? God's huge. How big you going to be? You going to be big enough to, to look your children in the eye and tell them, you know what? There's a better way. Are we going to be big enough to go to work and say, you know what? As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Does it seem evil to you to serve God? Then pick one. But as for me and my house, we're serving God. Don't necessarily need a t-shirt, a bumper sticker, or a family-sized Bible to beat upon. But I need God's Word inside of my life becoming very real, influencing every decision that I make so that I represent Him very well, and I open the door, a big door, so a big God can come through it. Some of you guys, you have situations that you're dealing with right now. You don't need no little paralyzed God. You need a great, big, powerful God to come on the scene. Well, you're going to have to open a pretty big door in order for that pretty big God to get in there. That door's you. You're the door. You're big enough to let God come on in. You're big enough to step back and say, you know what? I've been the issue. I've been part of the problem. Now I'm going to let, uh, I'm, I'm going to get an agreement with you and I'm going to become part of the solution. I want a big God to show up in a big way. So I'm going to open a big door. I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to ask you to do something tonight. I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes and, and just think with me for a minute. I just want to pray for you before we move on here. And again, I, I want to challenge you. Have you limited God in your life? Have you allowed your belief systems or the way that you see things, have you allowed that to try to squeeze God down to a tiny, paralyzed uh, being that, that really doesn't have the power to move? Are you ready tonight to open a big door?